Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Again, it was through a 
سورز گلیت مشرای رخاینو باز شوین در رحمون از دم گیت مشرای رخاینو رخاینو آشم الکاینی رخاینو آشم الکاینی رخاینو نو 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 علام خویش روان گنیک شوین سورز گلیت مشرای رخاینو باز شوین در رحمون از دم گیت مشرای رخاینو
J.M. in the A.M. Donnie Gross and Company. Shalom is the name of that one. Before that, Leif Tahar and Shabbos and Gilo. You heard Schlockrock off Schlockapella with Samson's flowing hair. The Ani Mammon medley is a new piece uh, posted by uh, Simcha Liner in honor of uh, Sphera 5778. A.K.A. Pella with Ranu, Sunshine in the Rain, and Pia Pascha. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Thursday on this April 26th, day 11 in the month of ER. Good morning. Today is day number 26 in the counting of the Omer. It's uh, three weeks and five days. Um, today is Bahab, the middle day of Bahab. 55 degrees outside with 90% humidity. Winds are west at 8 miles per hour. Partly cloudy, a high temperature of 67. Then tonight, mostly cloudy, a low 53. Tomorrow, rain and a high temperature of 57 degrees. Yerushalayim right now at 61. We're at um, 55 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Uh, well, yesterday, the... Um, The president of Yeshiva University, Rabbi Dr. Ari Berman, was with us. YU's Day of Giving continues. I just noticed on their website that it's about five hours to go. So I guess they're going till a noon Eastern time. Uh, yeah, they're at five hours, 18 minutes, and they are at $2.2 million. They are, they are uh, working hard to get to the $3 million mark. That is the... Uh, that is the goal. A lot of great people. A lot of great people involved. Um, a lot of great people involved in the um, in the effort, including a lot of people who are being relied on to um, match every one of these donations, which is nice. There's. Um, 
There are 27 schools and programs that are being supported, 1,479 total donors so far. And the largest donation, it says here, for $200,000. The largest so far. Uh, so you can check that out. It's uh, a lot of emails going out about it, of course. So you can go to uh, givingday.yu.edu for information as well and uh, check it all out. Anyway, it's a Thursday broadcast here here at JM and By the way, speaking of college, um, educa- uh, institutions of higher uh, education, higher learning. So we know what happened at Barnard with this vote regarding divestment, divesting in any companies that do business in Israel. Yonina Bentheim Jacobson holds a BA from Barnard and is going to uh, join us uh, later on in this broadcast to discuss that news item that uh, certainly has dominated the Barnard news recently. So we'll discuss that later on. Also, David Cutler, he was uh, scheduled to join us earlier in the week. He'll join us today. Uh, He is presiding over one of the most remarkable (laughs) leadership training uh, days-long seminar that you could ever imagine, and we'll explain it coming up. And Kolakavo to NCSY and their summer programs and all those that are involved, really something. Uh, what's going on with that whole category of NCSY summer programs is just remarkable, just remarkable. So we'll talk about that uh, at some point. By the way, those of you who uh, hesitate to, um, who sometimes hesitate to tune in to our broadcasts after JM and the AM, uh, you saw the benefit of uh, of staying with us last week, right? We extended our Yomatz Mo'ot show, went all the way until 11 o'clock, and then did a really wonderful Israeli music live lunch uh, all the way until 1. Well, today I'm also going to recommend you stick with us because so we have great programming with wonderful hosts coming up between 9 a.m. and 11, and then a, an entire cadre, if you will, Uh, of fascinating topics that we will uh, bring up during our Thursday Live Lunch, which is always an interesting show, and bring to you. So it's another another one of those good days. Yesterday I saw somebody who told me that they they do these five, six-hour drives in between places they have to visit business-wise, and they just put the app on and just listen continuously, and I am recommending that for everybody. Just keep us on. You will be very happy with what you hear. And uh, you'll certainly gain a lot from our amazing content. More coming up. It's JM in the AM in a Sphera format Thursday at 14 minutes before 7 o'clock. Oh, <laughs> 
Lacapella with Rashi. Before that, you heard 613. Donnie Gross had Shalom off the Kumsitz album. Shabbos and Gilo was done by Leif Tahor. Thursday morning, 26th day in the counting of the Omer. It's three weeks and five days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Today's Bahab, the middle day of Bahab. If you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. Tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline joins us. He's executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents and Major American Jewish Organizations. Weekly update. He'll join us tomorrow here at JM in the AM. 7.40 Eastern Time to uh, review the news of the week. Oh, there's a lot of news this week. A lot going on, that's for sure. So he'll join us for that coming up tomorrow. 7.40 Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in 
here at uh, JM in the AM. Uh, great programming all through the day. Uh, make sure to be uh, tuned in after JM the AM concludes. Full lineup, including Charlie Harari at 9 a.m. with Unlocking Greatness, Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder together with Spin Class, the latest in the world of politics. Jew in the City Speaks. It's Allison Josephs at 10 o'clock. Today at 10.30, it's Miriam L. Wallach, a show that's called That's Life. Uh, um, Bryce Gruber-Herman, social media influencer, editor at theluxuryspot.com, joins Miriam L. Wallach between 10.30 and 11 Eastern Time. 11 o'clock, it's live lunchtime on Thursday. Live lunch can get a little out of hand. That's why we're uh, completely recommending you tune in and enjoy. <laughs> it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Don't forget we have a uh, an archive section, NachumSiegel.com archive section. Uh, check it out because the uh, archive section will will be a great resource if, for instance, uh, you'd like to hear yesterday's conversation with um, President Rabbi Dr. Ari Berman of Yeshiva University. That's where you'll find it in the archive section at NahumSiegel.com. Golly, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up and plenty more happening. Mayor Kay, yeah, the legendary Mayor Kay is scheduled to join us in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll have that for you coming up. How fun is that? He's out with a brand new video that we are told is making quite an impact out there. So Mayor Kay is scheduled. Join us about a half hour from now here at JM and the AM. Gali Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to JM and the AM. Gali Tzal, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Kanrani Avnai, Ima Shekorei Akshav. כתב אישום בגין רצח הוגש לפני שעה קלה נגד האם שהטביע את בנה באמבטיה במלון באשדוד. כתבתנו עמית חדד. מכתב האישום עולה כי האם מילאה את האמבטיה בחדר המלון בו שהו, פשטה את בגדיה ואת בגדי התינוק המנוח, ונכנסה יחד עמו לתוך האמבטיה. בעודם נמצאים יחד, שחררה האם מאחיזתה בתינוקה כאשר ראשו מתחת למים, והוסיפה לשבת לצידו כאשר הוא טובע למוות. פעוט בן עשרה חודשים מהגליל התחתון במצב קשה כשהוא סובל מהרעלת קנאביס. הוא פונה לבית החולים העמק בעפולה בהכרה מעופלת. הוריו לא ידעו להסביר תחילה מה גרם להידרדרות במצבו, ורק מאוחר יותר הודו כי הבחינו בו מכניס בדל סיגריה לפיו. צוותי בית החולים הצליחו לייצב את מצבו, והמשטרה עודכנה בנסיבות המקרה. תקופת מהנדס חמאס שחוסל במלזיה הועברה למצרים והלווייתו צפויה להתקיים מחר ברצועת עזה. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי. הגופה הוצאה אתמול ממלזיה לסעודיה ונחתה הבוקר בקהיר. משם היא הועברה לסיני. אלבץ' נולד וגדל במחנה הפליטים ג'באליה, הלווייתו צפויה להתקיים שם מחר. בחמאס מאשימים את ישראל ברציחתו בקואלה לומפור, בירת מלזיה, בשבת בבוקר. מפכ"ל המשטרה רוני אלשיך מתייחס לראשונה להרשעה במעשה מגונה של ניצב בדימוס ניסו שחם. המפכ"ל אומר, אנחנו מחויבים למוסכמות התנהגות בלי קשר לרף הפלילי שמציב בית המשפט. משוטר מצופה להקפיד על התנהגות ברף הגבוה ביותר, ואנחנו בוחנים את התנהגותו גם ברמה המוסרית ולא רק בפלילית. פלסטינית תושב חברון הורשע הבוקר בניסיון פיגוע בלב ירושלים. כתבתנו מוריה אסרף. הנאשם צעיר כבן עשרים תכנן לבצע פיגוע רצחני באמצעות שלושה מטעני צינור בירושלים. ביולי 2016 נסע באוטובוס לעבר מרכז העיר וחיפש מקום הומה אדם כדי לבצע שם את הפיגוע. בית המשפט ציין כי האסון נמנע בזכות ערנותו של מאבטח ברכבת הקלה וכי הנאשם נתפס בשלב מתקדם מאוד לעבר ביצוע הפיגוע. 
בעוד כשעה צפוי לנחות בנתב"ג, הזמר צביקה פיק, שמושפז בימים האחרונים בבית חולים בווינה, לאחר שחש ברע במהלך טיסה. כתבנו יואב אונגר. פיק אושפז בימים האחרונים בבית חולים בווינה לאחר שחש ברע במהלך טיסה בשבוע שעבר. חרף שמועות שקריות שהופצו ברשתות החברתיות בדבר מותו, מקורביו מספרים כי חל שיפור במצבו. שני גברים נפגעו ככל הנראה מגז רעיל כששהו במערה סמוך ליישוב צור יצחק שבשרון. קיים חשש כי במקום לחוד נוסף, כתבתנו הדס שטייף. שני גברים שנכנסו למערה בשטח פתוח באזור צור יצחק נפגעו ככל הנראה משאיפת גז רעיל שנמצא בתוך המערה. אחד מהם פונה על ידי מד"א לבית חולים מאיר בכפר סבא, השני מטופל בשטח כשמצבו קשה. במשטרה חושדים כי השניים נכנסו למערה ככל הנראה כדי לנסות לשדוד עתיקות. בשל החשש כי במערה אולי אדם נוסף, מבצעים כוחות הכיבוי מאמצים לאתרו. ומזג האוויר, שימו לב, קיים חשש לשיטפונות בדרום ובמזרח וגשם מקומי ברוב אזורי הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך מירון ששון. J.M. and the A.M. Seems we have another problem with our uh, sphere of music source. Hopefully it should kick in in the next minute or so. J.M. and the A.M. Thursday, four minutes after the hour. That was our news from Israel. Day 26 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Today's the middle day of Bahab. And... Uh, trying to figure out why our sphere of music system is uh, is down at the moment see if we could figure it out or not uh meanwhile we'll do this one the um ari goldwag ms selection uh which is a uh, powerful acapella selection here at jm and am Ki ha 
Hashem, Ki Hashem, Elokeinu Mi Ein, Mi Ein, Zulo Vosoi Ki Hashem, Elokeinu Mi Ein, Zulo Vosoi Mi Ein, Zulo Vosoi Mi Ein, Zulo Vosoi Ki Hashem, Ki Hashem, Elokeinu Mi Ein, Mi Ein, Zulo Vosoi אנו מכריזים בזאת על הקמת מדינה יהודית בארץ ישראל. היא מדינת ישראל. Thank you. 
Sham in the AM with the Maccabees. Megillat HaTzmaut, that was what they released and that we uh, analyzed and spoke about last Thursday on Yom HaTzmaut here at JM in the AM. That is a wonderful a cappella piece based on the words of the Megillat HaTzmaut, the Israel Declaration of Independence. JM in the AM uh, Thursday on this day 26 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Um, that's three weeks and five days. Today is the middle day of Bahab, 55 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high temperature of 67. Lots going on out there, to say the least. Yesterday, Rabbi Dr. Ari Berman was with us, president of Yeshiva University. It was live in studio. The YU Giving Day continues today. I would bet you've gotten an email or two about that. Um... We've been reminding you, there we go, we've been reminding you about the uh, mask event this coming Sunday. Uh, Keep in mind that mask, mothers and fathers aligned saving kids who have been servicing the community for over 21 years. Uh, continue to have a confidential helpline for you to call on any issue, 718-758-0400, 718-758-0400. They have support groups. They provide referrals for all mental health issues. This includes addiction, school issues, eating disorders, bullying, and more. 718-758-0400. Meanwhile, this coming Sunday, they have a... Um, a Victor Frankel conference sponsored by Interborough and LSA and uh, done in conjunction with Torah Psychology. The uh, topic is Awakening Greatness in Children, Transforming the Intense Child. Featured speakers include Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson and Howard Glasser, founder of Nurtured Heart Approach. It's happening this coming Sunday at Congregation Beth Torah, 1061 Ocean Parkway in Brooklyn, New York. The parent track starts at 10.30 in the morning. Register by going to maskparents.org, maskparents.org. Professional track goes from 9 till 5. Register by going to torahpsychology.org. Again, that's torahpsychology.org. Mask has support groups and provides referrals for all mental health issues. They provide in-school and camp staff training and community awareness programs. And They have the Mask Confidential Helpline for all parents and families at 718 Seven five eight zero four hundred. Jam and the aim. A big shout out to our friends at Uden's Appliances, the kosher appliance specialist featuring Wolf and Sub Zero appliances. Wolf and Sub Zero are Star K certified. Check out Uden's Appliances online before you make your appliance choice. You'll be glad you checked in with them first. Mayor K is scheduled to join us. He's got a brand new video out there that's already. Uh, making its mark, so to speak. That's already getting its point across. Let's put it that way. And um, we'll speak with Mayor Kay coming up here at JM in the AM. Uh, That's going to happen about 7.30 this morning, probably right after by Goldwasser. We'll have Mayor Kay and uh, talk about the brand new video. Very much looking forward to that conversation. More coming up on a Thursday, acapella, sphere format, JM in the AM. Ooh. 
Na 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 na
Jam in the AM from the uh, Kumsitz in the Rain uh, CD, acapella style. 
Mayor Kay is going to be joining us coming up here. Day 26 in the counting of the Omerits JM and the AM. Um, I noticed Rabbi Goldwasser just sent us a, uh, a Pesach Sheni morning chizuk. And I just wanted to look it up. Yeah, Pesach Sheni is, in fact, on Sunday. How do you like that? Hmm. I'll have to go to uh, my friends who uh, insist on uh, eating shmura matzah all year round. They'll have uh, some extra pieces, I'm sure, to share with us this coming Sunday for Pesach Sheni. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. When Bnei Yisrael were in the Midbar, in the desert, the following year after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, they were once again commanded to bring the Korban Pesach on the 14th of Nisan. However, the Pasuk tells us in Baloischa, Vayhi Anoshim Ashrohoyu Tmeim Lenefesh Adam, Vlo Yochlulasa Pesach, Vayoimahu. There were people that were ritually unclean. They could not make the Korban Pesach on that day. And what they did was they approached Moshe and they approached Aaron on that day. And these people said to them, We have been contaminated. We are ritually unclean. Why is it that we have been held back, that we cannot bring the carbon to Hashem in the proper time? Among B'nai Yisrael. In response, the Torah relates the laws concerning Pesach Sheni. On the 14th day of Eir, it provided an opportunity for all of those who had missed bringing the Korban Pesach in the proper time because of their circumstances. Reb Shlomo of Radomsk notes that there are no other mitzvahs in the Torah where one is given an alternate time to fulfill a timely mitzvah that he has missed. Why, asks the Radomsker, does the Torah only offer a later date to bring the Korban Pesach? He explains that Bnei Yisrael had a burning desire to fulfill this mitzvah. Their cries were so intense and heartfelt as they lamented their inability to bring the Korban Pesach. Because of this, when Hashem saw their sincere yearning and burning desire to do a mitzvah, He gave them the privilege of this mitzvah. The Rebbe of Shmelke of Nicholsburg once commented on the Pesuk and Shir Hashirim, Mashkiach minachaloinois, meitzitz minacharakim. He was observing through the windows, peering through the latticework. He compared it to a poorly dressed person who wanted to present a petition to the governor. However, the guard at the door wouldn't admit him. The poor man then walked to the window of the room where the governor was sitting. He started to beg him through the window that he should be seen. The same is with us, says Reb Shmelka. Our tuma sometimes prevents our bakoshos and requests from being heard in Shemayim. But if we open our heart before we daven, Hashem will let them in through the window. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. JM in the AM, Rabbi David Goldwasser, of course, morning chizik. Well... You know about the legend Mayor K, and um, he, of course, uh, for us, not only a great friend in the Nachum Siegel Network, but somebody who was uh, the instrumental part of Kosher Halftime Show 2018, 
We're thinking if there's a way actually to incorporate him into Kosher Halftime Show 2019, but that might be, uh, you know, might be a little premature. Anyway, Mayor Kay, I asked him to join us live via telephone this morning. He has a brand new video out there that is a relatively simple and well-known concept, or at least addresses a well, relatively simple and well-known concept. But it has, I, I believe it has the potential to have such a major impact out there that we wanted to speak with him um, on the JM and the AM and uh, just get his take on his most recent release. Mayor K, welcome back to JM and the AM. Hey, Nachum, what's up? Hope you're having a great day today. Everything is wonderful, thank God. I hope during Israel 70, you were thinking back to some of the great moments we had earlier this year in Israel. Oh my gosh, I, I could count more than 70 moments that we had that were great <laughs> in Israel together. Thank God. <laughs> it was it was amazing. And yes, I do look forward to many more collaborations. It's always a good time with you guys. Bezrat Hashem, it's funny. I, I don't remember where it was at this point, but at some time in the last few days, there were people that we were sitting with who were uh, asking us details about that incredible uh, night at Shari Tzedek Hospital, the paint fight night. And those of you who are not familiar with this, do yourselves a favor. Go to the Kosher Halftime Show 2018, search it online, you'll find it, and you'll enjoy it. All right, Mayor Kay, um, you know, it's funny. I introduced you by saying it's a relatively simple and well-known concept, the theme that you're using in your brand-new video. I think you'd agree with that, right? There's a pretty well-known uh, problem out there or situation out there. Uh, but the video you created, again, relatively simple script, I think has the potential to have major impact out there. Let's first discuss the problem. Who made you aware of the fact that there are parents out there who spend more time on their phones than speaking to their children? <laughs> well, um, as you know, I'm a, I'm a single man. I don't have kids of my own. Um, but that being said, it is a well-known concept. And it's a, I mean, it's not just only a concept. It's a reality. Right. And I'm just aware of it, A, just by walking down the street and interacting with you know friends and family who do have children. And also, being that I am interested in the topic, I did a little research as well to see what else is going on um, outside in the world. And you know what? It is something that lands on us and moves us, and we know that technology is a powerful tool, but at the same time, something that can really affect our relationships. But how often do we actually take action on that until until it really comes home. And so through the video, we really see like what is going on between the parents. Like, oh yeah, in the beginning the father says, uh, maybe you'll explain what the video is, but in the beginning he says like, oh, it's a, it's a great assignment which you gave to your, your student. Right. But only at the end when he finds out that it was, well, spoiler alert. All right, no, um, let's not spoil it. <laughs> but we, you want to know something though? It's, I'll, I'll tell you, it's funny. <laughs> this is, and, and not to, I hope you don't take this as an insult, I hope. But to, <laughs> but to most people, I think, we knew exactly where it was going at that point. We knew, yeah. you know, who who that kid's going to end up being uh, in the yeah. story. You called the video "your child versus your smartphone." You know, when we when we use that type of expression, we think of you know competition, sports games, you know, battles between one and the other. Would you say it's a it is in fact a head to head battle between one's kid and one's smartphone at this point? I'll tell you this: I've gotten quite a few messages, and one from the video. And yesterday, I read one from a father, and he told me, uh, you know, starting off by saying, Mayor, I, I love your videos and all that. And he said, I recently saw the video with uh, your, your child versus your smartphone, and he said, I wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I'll be forever grateful, because right now, on behalf of my, my wife and my children, because now they finally got their husband back and the father back. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, um, 
so I, I mean, an answer like that is, uh, I think, that shows that. Well, um, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. It's made me more aware, and I instituted the following policy. You ready for this? I am, tr- I am trying very hard, as of last night, I am trying very hard when I'm in the company of my kids to not you know, pick up my cell phone, but, but there is one exception. If they're on their phones, if they're sitting well, in, the, in the living room on their phones, then I believe I have a dispensation. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do it, then I can do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that works every time. <laughs> well, you, and you know what? You know me. I mean, I am a man who's involved in social media, and, you know, that involves the phone a lot. But and I find myself, I mean, I don't have children of my own, but just the way I interact with people, with my, you know, friends and family. And so I've set myself boundaries. And, you know, when there's time to uh, be present and when I'm in the company of others, um, and if it's that setting, then I'll, yeah, take the effort. It has to be a conscious decision, right. but I take it, I put it away. And even if we think about it, how addicted we are to the phone, when we walk down the street, and we're not even using our phone, but yet we hold it in our hands. For what purpose? You know, and we're so attached to it that it goes beyond just normalcy. So it really takes a step, we have to take a step back and say, wait a second, you know, yeah. are we being, are we controlling the, the phone or are, we, or are we being controlled by it? Yeah, I mean, not to, not to defend that behavior. I get it. So not to defend it. But the reality is that, you know, for the first time in history, there is a device that, you know, literally your entire life is in it. Your entire life is in a device. I mean, you know, if somebody, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, there are people that, you know, unfortunately suffer terrible tragedies, uh, fires, floods, etc. They lose everything they had. So the recommendation was made, take every document you have, you know, especially every important document, passports, driver's license, etc. Take pictures of them and you'll have them in the cloud. If something goes wrong, unfortunately, and everything's lost, at least it'll be much easier to deal with the authorities because you'll you'll have copies of you know everything. And I'm saying to myself, you know, it, literally, it's like it's like carrying around your filing cabinet of your life. So I'm not defend, right. I'm not defending it. All I'm saying is that there is a value to it. You know, I don't I don't like when people you know automatically minimize it or you know dismiss it because it's electronics or because it's you know it's modern or technology. Now, unlike TV, radio, etc., which one could do without, frankly, and many have many families have proven that. I don't know to what extent we can. Uh, you know, do without the smartphone at this point. So. Oh, no, and I mean, I'm definitely not one of the extremes, but if I may just interject, and like the language that we use towards it is very important, saying that, you know, that our phone is our life. Right. If you really dislike that for a second, I know it's just words into a sentence, but it really lays on us and, and lands on us in a certain way. Our family is our life. Right. Our health is our life. Right. Our phones, really? I mean, yes, work is important, and it's, we have to get to it at, at, at an hour and, and be involved, but it's not our life, you know what I mean? Like, it's setting back those priorities, you know, throwing in that old video I did with the jars, but it's really setting the foundation, like, what is our life? Why are we hustling and making all this, you know, why are we taking all this action? It's because we want to live a good life. We want May- to support our family. Mayor Kate, so like, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, re-evaluating, reorganizing what it is that's truly important to us and right. setting a time aside for that. And Re- when we're in that, just be there. And then otherwise, 100%. Use all the gifts, the God gifts that he gave us and, and create and, and do what we got to do. Reprioritizing. That's what you'd like people to do. Reprioritize. Simple Reprioritize, as that. yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, use the, and use the powerful words that we use. Life and, and family and, right. and, and, and use that towards the things that really matter. All right. Point well taken. I'm going to try to adjust. Point well taken. See that? A young guy like you could teach an old guy like me something new. How do you like that? Um, nah, nah. <laughs> now, one thing I will say, 
without your phone at your side, it's hard to see that your the number of shares on this video has gone to over 800. You know, you would need your phone in order to check that out, you know. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I didn't say, you know, I've seen moderation. I've seen moderation. I know, I know. Like right after this like, interview, people should go check out the video and share. They don't like it, 100%. I know. But then after that. I'm kidding yeah. around. I'm just saying that, it's a, that, that, that every time you pick up your phone, it's amazing how you see your numbers climb like crazy each and every time, which is wonderful. Uh, you're already up to almost 1,000 shares, plus the views are in the tens of thousands. So obviously this is making an impact out there and as you said just based on that one comment you told us but i'm sure there are many others people are appreciating the video and and you i don't know if every one of your videos is like this but there's a simplicity to this one i mean this is not a complicated storyline you know what i mean yeah no and and usually those are the ones that that really connect and land well with uh with viewers it's you know there's no hoo-ha there's not a lot of magic tricks not a lot of uh special effects it's just straight to the point and something that just connects to the human condition. Well, unbelievable. Uh, Mayor K, you can check him out on Facebook, uh, obviously all the other social media platforms as well. Uh, M-E-I-R-K-A-Y. This video is called Your Child Versus Your Smartphone. Uh, we highly recommend it, and uh, it really has an amazingly strong message and uh, a very simple one and one that hopefully will help people uh, – change a bit and uh, i'm just hoping my kids are not tuned in that's all i could say uh, <laughs> and that's and i remember actually this is the last thing if you actually watch the video you see the actor steve the father he's um he literally was crying like he was he he was just listening to what um his wife in the video was saying right. and he literally just was tearing up like we right. didn't it was just his emotion towards what was going on to, towards yeah. the story so it really is moving it's really powerful and i think if even just a few people walk away you know move touch and inspired and like decide to just take a bit more time with their children and take away put away their cell phone i mean it's already a massive accomplishment right family and health are number one right mayor k amen That's family it. and health and uh and and just behind that uh grill on lee uh, in williamsburg right that would be the order <laughs> well that goes to you know it's a good place to bring family and it's great for your health <laughs> At least it keeps family together. I don't know about the health issue, but <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, listen, you're amazing. You know what we think of you. Thanks for this amazing message. Everyone, check out the video. Your child versus your smartphone. He is the one and only Mayor K. And Mayor K, you know what we say at the end of every conversation? <laughs> Have a great day. There he is. Have a great day, Mayor K, with us here on a JM in the AM Thursday morning. Really amazing. And those of you, I will selfishly say again. After you've watched the Your Child versus Your Smartphone video, check out the amazing production that Mayor Kay led for us called Kosher Halftime Show 2018. There are families and kids that are watching it over and over and over because it's fun, it's cool, and it's exciting. Check it out. You'll see exactly what we mean. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. Israel, <laughs> 
Yesunim batzara, batzara uvashivya. Oindim vein bayam, uvein bayavasha. J.M. and the A.M. with Achenu. My thanks to Mayor Kay. Always great speaking to him. Great new video. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, well, if you go to OU.org, you'll see the information about Sunday's event at City Field. I said this yesterday. I've been saying it for God knows how long. The, the speakers and the topics for this Sunday are amazing. Kalakavo to the OU. I did not think they could possibly top last year's event at City Field and this Tower New York event for this year is actually topping it. Uh, anyway, um, number one, if you'd like to uh, order your tickets for um, for the um, OU event this coming Sunday, Tower New York, 
we are recommending you go to the web, ou.org. You'll see the opportunity there to register. And make sure to toss in the promo code that I'm about to give you. Because if you toss in that promo code, you know what happens? You have 50% off your uh, registration. Um, let's see here. So go to the OU.org website. Go to the OU.org website. And I can't believe I misplaced the promo code. Okay, I'll, I'll find the promo code in a minute. Right now, we'll give you a free pair of tickets. Right now, we'll give you a free pair of tickets, completely free, to walk in Sunday to City Field for the Tower of New York event. All you got to do is uh, be emailer number 10. Emailer number 10 at the following email address. Win at NahumSiegel.com. Win, W-I-N at NahumSiegel.com. If you're the 10th emailer, Avrami will contact you as the winner of the big contest, and you'll be able to walk in for free and enjoy an amazing day of Torah study this coming Sunday at City Field. It's, it really is going to be amazing, no joke. So check that out and enjoy. And I'll get you the promo code in a minute. So when you order tickets online or register online, you'll be able to uh, receive a hefty discount. All right. So we'll take care of that for you coming up. JM in the AM with Bitachon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Adon Olam Asher Malach Yoterem Kol Yitzir Nivra Liyein Nasa Bechef Sokol Hazaymel Hashemo Nikra Adon Olam Asher Malach Yoterem Kol Yitzir Nivra Liyein Nasa Bechef Sokol Hazaymel Hashemo Nikra with Adon Olam. All right, here it is. Promo code for those of you who would like to save some money for this coming Sunday at City Field. The OU has this amazing Torah New York program that we've continued, uh, rightfully so, to praise. It's just amazing. Uh, TNY18NSN. Simple as that. All capitals. TNY for Torah New York. 18 NSN. All the letters should be capitals, and you will save 50% off the registration fee. Use that promo code when you go to OU.org to register for this coming Sunday. TNY18NSN. Again, all capitals. 
JM and the AM, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. J.M. in the A.M. with the Yeshiva Boys. 
Thursday morning on this day 26 in the counting of the Omer. That's three weeks and five days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Well, I mean, to um, not just to their credit, but with a big thanks, I uh, I, I thank and acknowledge uh, David Cutler and uh, NCSY, who for years have been encouraging us to spend their staff training Shabbat with them um, at this time of year. April, May always takes place this time of year. And it didn't, it, it, unfortunately, it had not worked out the last couple of years. And finally this year, Baruch Hashem, we're able to accept the invitation. And this coming Shabbat, I am extremely excited um, to be spending with an unbelievable group of youngsters, an unbelievable group of people. Many of you are aware of the fact that the NCSY summer programs at this point, which we remember when they had, you know, three, four, five hundred kids, at this point is is hovering at the 1,600 kid number, which is unbelievable. And they have um, 350 staff members, and you can imagine how much training, especially these days, how much training goes in to preparing the staff for the summer of 2018. So that's one of the reasons they're all gathered at a uh, hotel here on the East Coast. They've already started uh, preparing the the staff for this uh, coming summer, and we get to share this experience with them over Shabbos. David Cutler, of course, directs the NCSY summer programs, presides over this incredible growth that they are enjoying, and he is with us live via telephone. David Cutler, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you for having me. How's everything? Baruch Hashem. I, I, things have already kicked off. Am I right that this whole training session or this long weekend has already started? Yeah. We, we, are, we have had people here since Tuesday night. The official training started yesterday morning for some of our, uh, our public school program directors. And uh, the masses, everybody else comes in tonight, God willing, through Sunday morning. It's a... Uh, it's a wonderfully long weekend that's very preparatory and pretty awesome, thank God. It's funny. I was thinking, how large could this staff be? And then when I realized that there's 19 summer programs, if you average it out, you, you do need some staff members on each one. Hence, 350 doesn't sound as outrageous as we would think, huh? No, it's really not because you have – I mean, every program is different as far as size, but programs like Kolo and who have our Rebeim and our – are different, uh, you know, the Madrichim and the night seder and the morning seder and the afternoon people, and then you have all the all the Madrichim and the Madricho and all the specialty staff and everything, uh, you know, for programs around the world. There's, there are a lot of staff that we have here, thank God. Unbelievable. All right, and we look forward to joining in and being part of this. I'm sure Shabbos is extremely inspiring, and and, and, and that, that in and of itself, the whole Shabbos experience is a big part of the training, am I right? It is Shabbos. That's really what we used to. We used to have a, just a Sunday afternoon. The the, the program, the staff training, uh, used to just be literally four hours on a Sunday afternoon, uh, and then we decided, you know what? Let's. We're a very inspiring program over the summer. We should also let let our let our staff inspire. Uh, you know, feel what it's like to be inspired and walk away from the weekend feeling inspired themselves. We extended it to a Shabbos uh, before the Sunday, and the Shabbos part is mostly. I wouldn't say it's work. It's a little bit of work, but it's mostly just inspiration. The davening is awesome. The uh, the meals are, are so labedic, and the you know we always bring in somebody special to to lead davening. So this year, Eitan Katz is coming in and leading davening. And uh, wow. you know when you have well, we'll have close to six hundred people, and you can imagine what a davening is like for people who really are, are together and happy to be together. And uh, it, it's really awesome. Yeah, it says in my notes a combination of Torah, inspiration, ruach, and fun, and all that goes into preparing. For the summer of 2018, David Cutler's with us. NCSY summer programs continue to be the most one of the most amazing things 
uh, that NCSY does, and we know they do a lot of amazing things. Uh, and uh, they have over uh, 1,600 kids, over 350 staff members will be together this Shabbos, this weekend, for all the different types of training. Uh, aside from those who are quote unquote insiders, I'm sure you have you know leaders of programs, madrichim, madrichot, they're going to be presenting. You are bringing in some outsiders as well to address the crowd, right? We are. We bring in people like Mr. Charlie Harari joining us this Shabbos. We have Moshe Rabbi Moshe Tzvi Weinberg joining us this Shabbos, and we also have Dr. David Talkovitz joining us for Shabbos. And we we like to bring in different people to offer different perspectives, whether it's again the mental health piece from Dr. Talkovitz. Uh, the inspirational and the Torah piece from Rob Weinberg, uh, and the inspiration and the just overall awesomeness that, that Charlie Harari offers. It's, uh, like I said, the idea is we, we invest in our staff. We want people to, to feel motivated, to feel appreciated, to feel valued, but also feel prepared and inspired and to feel part of, of what we're doing. We, we really, thank God, like you said, we'll have 1,600 kids this summer who we hope to really inspire and, and change their lives. In order to do so, the staff doing that has to, feel, has, has to themselves be ready to do that and be inspired and be uh, just be prepared to for that awesome responsibility. Now, on the subject of investment, uh, it's 2018, and we know that in many ways life is a lot more complicated than it was years ago. And that means that the the leaders of these programs, the the staff members uh, who are uh, the madrichim, madrichot, the, those who are you know leading all these uh, young people through these 19 different programs. They have a lot to be briefed about. I mean, there are a lot of, uh, I'm sure, rules and regulations and training and what to look out for in this situation, how to deal with properly this situation. must be a lot more complicated than the old days. It really is. We're, I mean, thank God, again, we're even, we start this year on, on Thursday night. Like I said, we used to just be Sunday afternoon for a few hours. But now with all the complications, we hired a company uh, called T&M that basically is coming in. They're, they're, they're a, a company that is specializing in, in, in physical safety and child safety uh, to teach us boundaries and, and proper uh, mandating re- requirements as far as reporting, as far as how to make sure that children are safe uh, all ages and how to make sure people are acting appropriately towards each other, staff, kids, and, and the different requirements all, all around the country. Plus we have mental health presentations to make sure that we're making, making sure kids are safe. Uh, and well taken care of, and everyone's mental health is being uh, properly addressed. And then, and then there's the physical, actually, the itinerary and where we're going to be. And, right. and we're in places like like Europe, Israel, Baltimore, West Coast, no matter where we are, you know, there are a lot of things that we have to make sure that everyone is properly prepared for. You know, parents have to realize, and obviously, you know, you, you can't guarantee anything's going to be foolproof, but, people, but parents have to realize that you are doing everything in your power to prepare your staff to be as proper as possible, to handle things in the best way possible in all these situations. And that's half the battle right there. So It really is, and especially nowadays where, you know, in one second you're connected to anybody you need to be. Right. Uh, you, you need to make sure that everybody is safe and that everyone knows who to call, when to call. Uh, you know, we even I, I met with our post the other night uh, just in terms of, of cell phone usage on Shabbos in case, God forbid, there's, there's an emergency, how to handle it, how to not, the halacha of, Right. Can, when, when, you hire, when you hire a non-Jew, when you don't hire a non-Jew, when you do things yourself in, 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 in case someone got somebody gets sick on Shabbos and what the, the proper protocols are. So, you know, Baruch Hashem, we're a Torah-based organization, and uh, everything we do is based on Das Torah. So there's, there's everything from how we act on the nine days, uh, you know, to, to again, how we, how we act in terms of God, God forbid, in case someone's sick on Shabbos. So wow. there's a lot going on, thank God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
Um, NCSY summer programs this weekend. It's their, uh, what do we call it? Staff leadership training. Would that be the right uh, way to say it? Yeah, staff training, staff leadership training, awesome inspirational service. All, all are good. By the way, on the subject of itineraries, do the, uh, do they get into battles with different staff members? Uh, you know, the ones going to Israel are making the fun. The ones going to Europe and the ones staying in America are getting, you know, are, are getting <laughs> are getting made fun of by the ones traveling around the world. Do you see any we, of that? We, we, we try to avoid that. It has, uh, <laughs> it's always so. It's always a nice uh, contest and who's going where. But uh, we try to uh, we try to make everyone, no matter where they're going, feel special and. Uh, you know, we try to. If you're only staying in the states, we try to give you some extra food to make you feel better. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I just yeah. <laughs> trying to find where we could start some conflict, but it's unnecessary, and it's just one big joke. Uh, there's no conflict. It's one big unified, incredible effort to make sure that these thousands of kids have an amazing summer, no matter where they are. It could be a program that's happening in the U.S. It could be a program that's happening in Europe, and certainly one of the many programs that's happening in Israel. And these 350 staff members will be together to uh, prepare themselves and to, to get prepared to make sure the summer of 2018 goes really, really well. I know you always tell us about expectations. You're one of the few people, by the way, who run programs out there that isn't afraid to make predictions about the future and actually tell us about your dreams and goals. Uh, you've shared them with us you know, over the last 12 months. Are you, are you happy with the way 2018's summer has shaped up? Yeah, very much so. We're launching, we're launching four new programs. Wow. Uh, yeah, well, last year we were just over fourteen hundred. This year we expect to be, you know, again, right at sixteen hundred. Uh, we launched a new program from uh, our Atlanta chapter. Uh, launched their own program uh, to go to Israel this summer, and then we have a program together with Ishbet Hatzala in Israel that we launched for the summer. That's really going very well. Right. A girls, a girls only program going to Europe uh, this summer. We already, you know, God willing, believe it or not, we're uh, our staff training is booked for next year from uh, May sixteenth, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we we have, we have at least three or four new programs in the works for next summer also. So we should be up to 22, 23 next year. And, uh, and those are, we're about to order all of our tickets. And uh, we have a couple of new exciting ones that I, one of them I'm tempted to mention now, but I'm going to hold off because we really announced it at Yeoman CSY on July 25th. But there's one, one in particular that's going to be very exotic and very cool for next year. Oh, boy. All right. I, I hope we'll get that exclusive, frankly, because we, we love the excitement of these new announcements. Uh, there's so many creative programs that have come out of this. It's not just traveling to Israel or traveling somewhere else and hearing speeches and seeing sites. There's so many creative things that are going on within your organization where people are you know, getting into the entrepreneurial spirit if they want to do that, finding out and learning about politics and government if they want to do that. You just mentioned the Ichod Hatzalah. They want to get into life-saving techniques. I mean, there's so many interesting things happening now uh, that kids can specialize in just by joining an NCSY summer program. It's really, really cool. Yeah, the, the days of just generic, I want to just go travel and have fun, yeah. are pretty much done. People want to want a purpose. They want to, they're more of a focused travel. So we have an internship program. We have a first responder program. We have a learning program. We have a sports program. Uh, the, the most, most people that I are not just traveling just for, I want to go make friends. People are, they want to spend their time a little more wisely. They want to make, some people really, you know, again, are looking to build their resume. Right. Some people are uh, for chesed and really want to give back and tikkun alum. Uh, and that's, that's the beauty of what we do, the diversity that we offer. Uh, again, whether you're from public school background or yeshiva background, whether you want to simply stay here in the States and go to Baltimore or West Coast and do chesed or learn uh, or else really travel the world. And, and the people that we get are from all over the world. We have, we have 10 kids this year joining us on TJJ, our public school program from London. Uh, the tribe program is uh, we're partnering with them, and they're sending us 10 kids from London, uh, and they're going to join us this year on our trip, which is, uh, again, just another opportunity for us to diversify and uh, 
and work with Jewish kids from all over the world, which is cool. How many of the 350 staff members that I meet this Shabbos do you think are first-time staff members? Maybe you know a percentage. And how many would you think are doing this for at least their second time? A large majority are doing it for the second time. Uh, certainly our senior staff, Baruch Hashem, which makes my life easier, <laughs> uh, has been coming back for a long time. We have a lot of people who, who even predate me. I'm here 13 and a half years, and uh, there are a lot of people who actually even predate me and who are doing this for a very long time. Uh, we, we, we always have a large, you know, collegiate type of our advisors. Certainly there's a lot of turnover uh, from that, so a lot of them are first-timers. But what we're seeing now, which is really awesome, is that a lot, mo- most of our staff have gone on our programs as high school kids. So uh. you, I'd say more than, more than half the room, when you ask them, we do this every year, uh, when you ask them, have you participated in an anti-twice summer program as a team, we'll raise their hand saying they have. <laughs> you know, so just imagine that you have a kid that's gone on a program on 10th grade, uh, after 10th grade, after 11th grade, and three years later, they're back as a, as a madricha, madricha, and literally a few years later, they're back as a bus director or a program director or an assistant director, uh, you know, or, or maybe even some, some of them have gone into the Army, and then they come and, and offer us, uh, you know, there's some of our, uh, of our chavesh or, you know, the gun support or, or medics. It's uh, very fulfilling to see the full cycle of a kid coming on a program and coming back on it as a staff member. The whole thing is very cool. Well, look, uh, for those who realize that life is goal-driven, you've certainly given kids goals to uh, to strive for and to achieve in all these specialties and all these different programs, <clears throat> and it certainly helps create a real air of leadership among the next generation in our community, which, believe you me, is very, very appreciated by our community. 19 programs, 1,600 kids, over Shabbos, 350 staff members, all for staff training for the NCSY summer programs. Uh, David Cutler, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow and spending this amazing Shabbos with everybody. And Kolakavod, the job you're doing is amazing, and obviously thousands of kids and families are benefiting from it. Thank you so much, Nachum. We appreciate working with you. We want you to see what we do firsthand, and uh, we're very excited. Believe it or not, the summer is here. For us For us now, we are in that at home stretch. <laughs> That's summer it. Is here. We're ready. You put away the Pesach dishes. Summer is here. That's it. <laughs> no. By the way, that's the key. Pesach is the last time to rest. <laughs> and then boom, it's summer. Uh, I'm feeling it already. Thank you, David. We'll see you tomorrow. David Cutler directs all the NCSY summer programs. They have an exciting Shabbos, as you heard. And boy, do they have an exciting summer of 2018. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. <laughs>
נפסיק לרקוד, לא, 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 לא נפסיק לרקוד, תרימו את הרגליים לשמיים, הם לקחו לטיין, לא, 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 לא נפסיק לרקוד, שיבוא מה שיבוא, לא נפסיק לרקוד. ששר טוב להודות, נעשה יחד לחיים, נשלב ידיים ונרקוד. זה שיר שיש לו את הקצב, כיבוד העצב, זה מיגון ששר טוב להודות, נעשה יחד לחיים, נשלב ידיים ונרקוד. השמיים הם הגבול עדיין לא, 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 לא נפסיק לרקוד, יבוא מה שיבוא, לא נפסיק לרקוד, לא, 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 לא נפסיק לרקוד, תרימו את הרגליים, השמיים הם הגבול עדיין לא, 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 לא נפסיק לרקוד, יבוא מה שיבוא, לא נפסיק לרקוד, Let's go.
from the AKA Pella Group. Thursday morning, day 26 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Three weeks and five days, 26. Well, many of you are aware that uh, recently, uh, on the eve of Israel's Independence Day, students at Barnard College passed a referendum written by students from Jewish Voice for Peace and Students for Justice in Palestine, calling upon the university administration to divest from eight companies that do business in Israel. Uh, And you can imagine, well, no need to imagine, many of you I'm sure saw it, uh, what the reaction was in our community in general and certainly uh, in the quote-unquote pro-Israel community. With us live via telephone is Yonina Bentheim-Jacobson. She lives with her husband and seven children in the Philadelphia area. She is a Barnard College graduate, has a degree from there, as well as the degrees from multiple other educational institutions. Aside from that, she is uh, the mother of a Barnard grad, plus uh, the mother of another daughter who is uh, presently at Barnard. She's worked as an attorney in antitrust and compliance law and in general corporate matters. She is... uh, She's been vice president of the Kohelet Yeshiva. She's co-founder of the Oetzet Initiative. And presently, she's a Wexner Heritage Fellow, a fellowship which fosters leadership in the broader Jewish community. Yonina Bentheim-Jacobson, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Uh, what was your reaction when you heard about the vote? Uh, first of all, I just want to mention that not only am I the mother of two Barnard students, but I'm the daughter of one ah. and the granddaughter of one as nice. well. So Four generations. Four generations, yeah. Very cool. Uh, my reaction when I heard about the vote, I was, I was in shock. I was scared. I was disappointed. Um, yeah, kind of all the <laughs> run the gamut. The, I mean, the president of Barnard has essentially stated that they're going to, at the minimum, evaluate, but likely not take any action based on this referendum. No, she actually, after that, said she was not going to be taking any action. Right, no action on the referendum. But nonetheless, just the fact that the vote happened and that it went the way that it did uh, it certainly has caused a stir, and uh, you know, for good reason. Um, the interview I saw where you were responding to questions about the Barnard campus in the 90s you seem to indicate that it was a. It, it it seems to you that in your day it was a much different atmosphere when it came to Israel and the pro-Israel community. Yeah, I would say that it, it didn't really it didn't really come up. I think, like all of us have seen, that um, th- 
things have escalated across the board over the past, I'd say, 15 years. And uh, the whole issue of the two-state solution, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, during the, during the 90s, that was, that was when we had the, the Camp David Accords. There were, things, were, things were going in a direction that were feeling like we were going to be kind of at a, at a place, at, at a more peaceful place. Right. And in general, I, there, there just wasn't, there wasn't a forcefulness on either side. I would say it was just a time of, of relative calm. But I believe your, your uh, alma mater, Barnard, is known for its, uh, for its active voices when it comes to causes, when it comes to, you know, injustice, etc. In those days, was it an active campus when it came to certain causes? It was definitely an active campus. I would say that the Israel-Palestinian cause might have been a, might have been there kind of under the surface, but it certainly didn't have the power or the voice that it has today. I mean, Edward Said, and my mother mentions in the article as well, Edward Said was, was there in right. Columbia, right. Um, still at my time, and he had a following, but it wasn't, it wasn't vociferous like this, it wasn't... You know, BDS didn't. There wasn't even anything to kind of grab onto that um, that that would kind of you know elicit this kind of a reaction. Right. I, I, Understood. Yonina Bentheim Jacobson is with us, part of four generations of Barnard graduates and students. So now what? Uh, is there an organized effort among alums? Is there a uh, uh, is there a letter writing campaign? Have people contacted the president? Are most people, uh, in your opinion, ignoring this? What's the reaction to all of this? Actually, um, in, immediately there was an online uh, campaign that um, a, a, not a letter writing campaign, but a um, a what's that word I'm thinking of? Uh, you know, when you sign on, when you sign on to a <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I, out here, I, I, can't, I, I can't think of it, but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Survey, <laughs> not a survey. No, <laughs> I'm sounding like an idiot now. Anyway, there was a letter, and every, and 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 it was asked that alum alum sign on to it. It was an online thing, and it was kind of like you know petition, how YU is pet- having that petition. online um, gift gift giving time right, right now, where you can see everybody pop up, and it's kind of exciting. So at some level, you just kept on seeing alums that you knew from all the way back. Signing on to this letter to the to the president and to the board of Barnard, and it got uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of signatures. Um, and I think that was something that also kind of spurred her to give her re- to have a reaction immediately and to shut down the BDS thing. So I would say, um, from the perspective of of the alums, it's been a widespread. You know, no matter where you, pretty much, no matter where you sit on the Israel-Palestine, you know, divide. BDS is a red line. Yeah, no question. And I think everybody that. felt that way. An online petition might be the term you were That's looking for. That's the word. Thank right. you. <laughs> Yonina Bentheim Jacobson with us. All right, so it leaves us really with two questions. Uh, number one, as you mentioned, uh, you know, grandmother, uh, mother, grandchildren, I mean, you, you, all this lineage that you have in your family with Barnard College. You're, you're now the, uh, the mother of a current student and the mother of a grad. Uh, I mean, what goes through your mind as, you know, your children are on the campus. Do you look at this as an exception, look at it as a situation that has to be quelled and taken care of, or is there an atmosphere that parents really need to be aware of? So um, I can't speak for what's going on there because I haven't, I mean, for how, you, how one feels. I can say from the perspective of, of a Jew in America, I feel in general that there is an atmosphere that we all need to be aware of. Uh, I think, honestly, 
that the time is ticking and we all need to make our way to Israel because no matter where you go, no matter in the most quote-unquote friendly areas or not, I, I do feel like there is, there is a, a serious shift, um, you know, and I and I and it's and I'm fearful on that perspective. In Barnard, you know, in this generation right now, I think the kids, everyone's going to be okay. The question is really where the the kids who are now part of this the you know part of this kind of you know grassroots effort when they become the professors when they become the heads of the institution. I think it's a completely different story. Yeah. So Israel has a problem in terms of a PR and, and, and needs to do something. Um, and I think we as American Jews have a problem as well. And uh, is, is there a, uh, a significant percentage of Barnard graduates who do in fact move to Israel at this point, you know? Oh, absolutely. No and my daughter, my daughter, Tali, is there. And uh, there's a whole group of people that meet all the time. Um, my, uh, my next daughter, Ayala, hopefully will be moving there as well. I, I definitely think that's that's. A strong, there's a strong tide there. And finally, I'm so curious, and I know you, it's hard to speak on behalf of other people, but no doubt you've spoken to them about this. Uh, what about uh, the 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 older people in your family? You mentioned uh, you know there are four generations now in Barnard, uh, and we've gotten your perspective about all this. How have the uh, older people, uh, the older Barnard graduates, reacted to all of this? So my mother was in that forward article as well. Um, and she, uh, like I, are, is 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 incredibly troubled that this is what's happening in an institution that we we have we are so grateful to and so thankful for. Um, and she was, you know, very heartened by the quick reaction that the president and the board of trustees had. Um, but you know, <laughs> I think it's emblematic. I think it's emblematic of. You know, it's happening on college campuses around the country, and here, and here now, this and Barnard has a reputation, and, and actually has a nickname as, of being a Jewish college, even though it's obviously not a under right. Jewish auspices, but it's got a tremendous, uh, you know, Jewish. I mean, pop- there's a huge, huge, huge contingent right. there. And and if this is happening, it's a comfortable place to be. Right, and if it's happening there, then imagine what kids are going through around college campuses around the United States, especially those that are active on the issue of of the Middle East peace, etc. Right. A uh, lot to think about, that's for sure. Greatly appreciate your time. Thanks for okay. joining us this morning. Thanks a lot. Yonina Bentheim-Jacobson, as you heard, um, mother of a Barnard grad, mother of a Barnard student. She's a Barnard grad. Her mother and grandmother, Barnard graduates. And um, uh, she was one of the uh, uh, people interviewed in the forward article about uh, the response to the student BDS referendum, um, the divestment referendum that took place recently at Barnard College. You know, yesterday, everybody, uh, when Rabbi Dr. Ari Berman was here, we had an opportunity to speak both during and after the show about the state of college campuses around the United States, um, not telling anybody where or where not to send their children. Uh, what I am saying is we, we as parents and grandparents really have to become more aware even as we hear about all the BDS movements going on around college campuses around the United States, sometimes you don't, we don't realize just how strong they are or how much of an impact they have on our kids. We really have to become more and more aware of what's going on on the college campuses that our children uh, are uh, frequenting. More coming up. It is a JM in the AM Thursday morning broadcast. Keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
Jam in the AM with Ari Goldwag, brand new acapella soul, volume number five, with Machar. Jam in the AM. Ari Goldwag, acapella soul, volume number five. Big lineup today here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Make sure to be tuned in all day long. Starting 9 o'clock with uh, Charlie Harari with Unlocking Greatness. Spin Class, Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder will follow at 9.30. The latest in the world of politics. 10 a.m., Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs. 10.30, That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach, uh, Bryce Gruber-Herman, social media influencer and editor at TheLuxurySpot.com, joins Miriam. 11 a.m. We'll do the two-hour live lunch, and Thursday live lunch is always interesting, to say the least. Today, I have a feeling it's going to be extra interesting. Make sure to be tuned in for that. Will there actually be lunch? That I don't know. Um, and... Um, Tomorrow morning, of course, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, will join us for the weekly update here at JMN. My thanks to Mayor Kay for joining me earlier. He's got a brand new video out. Pretty cool. Check it out online. Um, so check that out and... Uh, You'll see what kind of impact that video has made already. One week to go in our Sphere format. A week from today, it's our big Log Bomer music blowout. It's going to be a full day of incredible selections. So make sure to be tuned in. Tell your friends, tell your relatives. Log Bomer means spending the day with us at the Nahum Siegel Network, and you'll be glad you did. That much I can tell you. So make sure to be uh, make sure to be part of it by tuning in all through the day next Thursday. Log Bomer here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Noah Solomon and company at JM in the AM.
השם צבאות עמנו, נסגר לנו, אלוקי יעקב סלע, השם צבאות, אשר יד המותח בך, השם הושיע המלך יעננו. Solomon and Company. want to thank listener Devorah. She commented on our app. She said she thought it was cool in light of our SodaStream interview yesterday with the uh, brand new bottles that were uh, done for the Israel 70. Uh, she said she was shopping yesterday and saw that Tanuva produced a special edition cottage cheese in honor of the 70th anniversary. 7% for 70 years, limited edition. <laughs> How do you like that? So Everyone's getting in on the act, wouldn't you say? It's pretty cool. Tomorrow morning, right here at JM in the AM, it's Malcolm Honeline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Join us for that conversation tomorrow morning, right here at JM in the AM. Looking forward to it. Wrapping things up with the brand new Acapella Soul, Volume Number Five, Ari Goldwag at JM in the AM.
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world and the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Thursday edition here of JM in the AM. Tomorrow morning we're back. We start at 6 a.m. Malcolm Honeline will join us for the weekly update at 7.40 Eastern Time. Plenty coming up. Charlie Harari's next. Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder. Jew in the City speaks at 10 o'clock. Miriam Wallach with a great guest at 10.30. 11 o'clock we speak to you live from our New York City studios with our live lunch Thursday. Make sure to stay tuned in all day long. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Segal reminding you. Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.